Tev, what are you so worried about? You know Mom's gonna pack your stuff anyway. You're what the French call les incompetents. What? Bonjour et bienvenue dans l'épisode 21 du podcast Grass and Gear. Je suis FM Grasshopper et je suis accompagné, comme d'habitude, par mon talentueux co-animateur, Daniel Gear, une personnalité bolivienne. Dis bonjour, Dan. Bonjour. Bonjour, I Dan. Get, How you I doing? I guess I was a bit over there, comment. <laughs> um, for listeners, we've got a French theme today um, on our podcast um, because we have a very special guest. We have um, Thomas Pigeot, who is a, I would say, France-renowned streamer slash blogger. How are you doing, Thomas? Bonsoir. Yes, I'm good. I'm really good. And you? We're good, thank you. Well, I'm good. I can't speak for Dan. Dan, Dan, well, thank you. Dan's just come back from holiday. I have, um, yeah. Lovely week away in Menorca. Oh. Knowing with kids, you probably feel like you need another holiday. That's what I'm, I'm like. A hundred percent. Come home to the kitchen, still not finish. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> um, so this evening we're going to be talking um, youth development and Dan and I are going to be bringing um, some youngsters that are in our FM, FM saves and talking about them and kind of really getting an opinion of um, Toma um, and kind of really just discussing what, what we've done, what we could do. Um, with them really um, so it's, it's kind of just youth development um, getting another person's opinion as well um, and then following on from that uh, there's a there's a quiz by myself it's kind of with a French theme in mind um, try to maximise as much French as I can in this podcast today <laughs> um, and it's kind of with a link with youth development as well and what is good is that the, the questions and the answers for those questions tie into the next question so there's like a theme running through them so hopefully you'll enjoy them that'll be uh, good if not, you've got yeah. the best part to look forward to, which is our spark <laughs> up, uh, which is the best part of grass and gear. Uh, so even if you just want to have a spark up and leave Tomo, that's fine. <laughs> um, I'll go first. Um, I tried to get a a red wine that was close to Tomo as possible, but I left it very late in my shopping this evening. So I could only find a Merlot in the Pyrenees. Uh, so it's not quite La Rochelle Bordeaux way. But it's very close, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a southwest coast, so yeah. it's fine. I try my best, um, <laughs> Dan. So keeping with the French theme, what have you gone for? I've gone for a Spanish beer that I spent the week drink drinking. Oh, no. <laughs> Estrella. <laughs> it was on what was on tap on week and all inclusive, and I thought I'd get myself a nice little crate. So you thought, oh, my friend Tony's doing a podcast about France and stuff. I'll go and drink some Spanish beer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you've got you, you got to be different, haven't you? Yes. Uh, and Thomas. Yeah, tonight tonight I'll go with uh, just some Pellegrino, but just minutes, just one hour before before the podcast, I went through a bar in La Rochelle, and I I had a, a local beer called La Rochelloise, and I I really enjoyed it. A really French local, like ten minutes from oh. where I actually live, and I really enjoyed it. But it will be San Pellegrino because. Keep it really simple tonight for the podcast. Yes, you need to you need to stay focused for the youth development, of course. Exactly, being <laughs> serious, even if it's FM. Yeah, always always serious FM. <laughs> okay, whenever you are, guys, let's uh, spark up. Obviously, mine won't be a spark because it's wine, but I'll pour it. Mm. Lovely. <laughs> Okay, so we might as well just go straight into it. So youth development. You, Dan, you've called this pod Stars in Their Eyes. It's not the TV show, um, so we're not going to start singing for Toma. 
Um, <laughs> but right. I guess you, you've linked stars there because of potential ability and stars that are shown in FM. Yep. That's Excellent. Good work. Good work. Good teamwork. <laughs> um, right, so let's get up my first player. So if you could head to Exhibit A, which is, um, excuse my pronunciation, Tom, uh, Julian Ponsu. Pontel. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a youngster that is a real-life player. Um, he's playing in the first team this year for Lorient. Um, but he's kind of um, surprised me, really, because I started a save um, and he was 17. And I'm now in season five and he's become a real integral player as a winger uh, in the AMR slot on my team. And you look at him at 17, so like, this is what I saw on day one of my save. I went back to the save game file, loaded it up. This is what he looked like. And you'll notice that, um, well, there's good parts to his game. He's a good dribbler. He's good first touch, good acceleration and pace. They're all very high scores between 12, 14, 15. Um, but he's very lacking in strength, free. Um, he can't jump. He's five. Uh, he can't head five. And what it was, his natural positioning was obviously a central player. So... FM's lead me to say he's an advanced playmaker in the AMC slot or he's kind of like a central midfielder uh, in the CM slot. But I never felt comfortable him being there because obviously if you've read my blog post, I like kind of, you know, real meaty players in the central positions. I want strong players, fighters. Uh, Julien isn't a fighter. So I, I kind of just put him out on the wing very early on, trained him as a winger for five years. Um, and he's kind of replaced who Fonzinho, who was my Cote d'Ivoire winger, who left. And I, Julian kind of came into the team and never looked back. Um, he's, if you look to the next screenshot when he's 22, so this is five years in progress, um, you'll notice how, how kind of beasty he looks already now. So he's really, really grown physically in terms of acceleration, pace. Um, he's kept his good touch and he's, he's improved a few mentals. So... Um, and you look as well, his personality from mentoring, he's gone from, uh, what was it, balance was it? Yeah, he's gone from balanced yeah. um, to resolute, and he's got player traits to shoot with power now, and yeah, he's one of my best players now in my team, and I'm quite happy with development, but feel free to question me on why I chucked him out on the wing, or would you have done anything differently? Can you see any gains there that are just are good? Well, Discuss. With the um, player trait, did you choose that yourself? No. Um, that came from the mentoring group. So with mentoring kind of this year, it's very slow progress. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people say that it's not working or you know, they'd want to see it changed. But I kind of like the feel, the natural feel of it. It's it's a longer process. He's changed from balance to resolute over a four, three to four year period. Mm. Um, and he picked up that player trait about a year or two ago, shoots a power from a striker. Because I put him in a striker mentoring group. Uh, only on the basis that they had attacking player traits that could be good to give over. I'm not quite happy with player traits, shoots of power, because he's got strength seven, his long shots aren't good. I don't know. I feel like it's a bit of a meaningless trait for him. Well, um, you say like people don't like it, but it's probably more realistic and um, more organic that they develop. You say this took him five, like four to five years for it to happen, which is probably... If a if a player were to learn a trait in real life, it's not it's not going to happen in like three to six months like it used to. Yeah, it's probably a couple of years until there. You know, you would say it became a, a trait with them. Yeah, I, yeah so I think exactly that's more right. realistic. What what yeah. I do like is the personality mixture. It's, it's kind of like a 
you know, the, the, the main player in that mentoring group was perfectionists. He's mm. com- he somehow ended up on Resolute, but it could be like a, a concoction, a melange for Toma, like of, yeah. of, normally, of, of different traits. Normally, they wouldn't naturally go straight from balance to perfectionist as like a evolution, yeah. where they would um, they would move up a few personalities. I remember um, one player I had. He went, I I put him in a group with, um, I think it was determined, and he went from balance to driven. Yeah, you know, like it, it's sort of the same path, but that was what the he didn't go fully to determined. He went to driven. To, sort of meet in the middle of the, of the two yeah it makes sense because it's like the last few FM editions it felt like cloning didn't it yeah. you, you clone yeah. a player yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's just, it does feel more realistic this year I think mm. um, so you, you definitely looks like you've definitely done, done the right thing to, if, if you play him a bit of attacking right midfielder he's more suited out there to fit your team he's probably he's probably not actually that good of a winger yeah, you, you could probably pick up a better one. I mean, but he is. If as you want to develop him to keep him in your club and that, it's probably the most suited area to retrain him to. Yeah, with his um, like you said, the physicals and that pace, ag- acceleration, agility. Um, he's not he's not really suited for centre midfield. Um, his crossing could be improved. Do you see much more scope for him to improve much further now being twenty two? Um, I still think there's growth in him. Um, I don't know when he'll peak, probably. Maybe 24, 25. Um, maybe I'll never see the peak of him because I play so slowly. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think there's room for growth there. Whether or not he's going to be a top, top class. Like, I don't know whether or not he'll be the national team selection. I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't know. You tell me what you feel. I, you might have seen him in real life, actually. He's played in the first team this year. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that much games of Lorient this year uh, in Ligue 2. But... Uh... Yeah, I, I can see actually with with the screenshots uh, that's that you you made it uh, as a really really good player, mainly focusing us of on the important attributes for uh, uh, not a winger but a creative AMR kind of uh, with that dribbling, first touch, uh, pace, agility, determination, decisions. He can he can make the good calls, and because he's really quick, really. Uh, how do you say? I don't know. Agile is in French, but it's agile in English. Yeah, he's agile. Yeah, mm-hmm. agile. Okay. So uh, yeah, this is this is really really good evolution. The 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 fun yeah the fun thing is yeah you you made uh, you created a group uh, for uh, tutoring or mentoring you say uh, um, we say mentoring in the mentoring in the FM okay term. yeah uh, and and I was looking when you were a bit uh, speaking just minutes ago I, I I was looking in football manager to Enzo Crivelli. Uh, yeah. With the personality perfectionist and the mental attributes, yeah, he has. he's really good. Yeah. Oh my god, he, he was one of the. Obviously, I wanted a target man in my team, Enzo, and but one of the reasons why he was my top top target was because of the mentors. Yeah, um, and he's perfect for mentoring. He's yeah, yeah. I think you can switch between target man and pressing forward as well. He used to play. He has been uh, mainly playing for Bordeaux, so I really know him really well. He is such a hard worker. Yeah. Uh, he didn't he, he, he score that much goals with Bordeaux, but a really hard worker. So this is where he got these big mental attributes. And uh, you had as well uh, Gaëtan Courté, if yeah. I remember well. Yeah. So uh, uh, a really good personality and a really good mental attributes. 
And yeah, this is why I, we can see kind of a good evolution for Julien Ponceau as well in mainly uh, important attributes such as determination, decisions, uh, vision. So he, he made up for in the important attributes as well. So I think it's really interesting. And obviously the personality went to uh, Resolute now. So really, really impressive evolution. And yeah, it, it takes time. Basically, yeah, it takes five years yeah. now. So um, you made it well. Yeah, that's five years of growth. I, what I noticed recently, well, actually today on FM, I, I signed a player and um, it came up that Julian would be the person to welcome him to the club, which I thought was quite nice because I've seen mm. this boy at 17 and now he's 22 and he's welcoming new players, mm. probably <laughs> because of his mentality and his like, position in the team, which, which was quite a nice touch. I have a question, just a little question. Did you try him uh, as a central midfielder, or something like something like a, a Mezzala, maybe? Yeah, yeah. So what I did was um, I've tried him a few times as a Mezzala and central midfielder attack. So he can yeah. play those positions definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, he just seems to be better on the wing, and I don't. I think it's my tactic really, the crossfield ball where he's coming in to the like the far post, or he's. You know, he, that final ball where he's really got such a good first touch dribbling that it makes such a difference. Whereas in the central position, he's perhaps a little bit deeper. He's got to do a little bit more with the ball. No, um, yeah. you, you've got that uh, a lot as well of uh, the AML crossing to the AMR scores. Yeah, yep. lots, uh, lots. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I've seen that much as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you guys are happy, I'll go on to my second one, my second mm-hmm. uh, player. So what I've done is obviously I mentioned Julian, who's kind of my player that's been seventeen to twenty-two. My next player is someone that came in my first intake, so he's a new gen, he's a new player, mm-hmm. um, and he's now he's eighteen. Um, his name is Alex Roland, and he's come into the team at eighteen, and I had to make a decision on him, and I'll go through what I decided to do for him. So there's only one screenshot for Alex because, you know, I didn't want to show you a screenshot of 16 because there's not much difference between a 16 and 18-year-old, really. Hmm. So yeah. we're at the decision point of um, Alex Roland. Um, he's, he's come into the team. What I've done is I put 18-year-olds into my first team. Um, I don't put them in before that because I find if they're in training in, like, the under-19, under 18 group and then you're putting them in games or something, it, it mucks up with their kind of calendar of training, I found. So... I just kind of split the two. So if they're 18 and they're good enough, they go in the first team and then they leave everything of the youth level behind. So I chucked Alex into the first team. But what I noticed was um, on day one when he came in, he didn't have the right back. He was only a basic defensive midfielder, central midfielder and a winger and a well, midfield right. And I always made the decision, if, if you see a player that comes into your new gen intake and he can play maybe two or three positions... It means he's versatile, naturally. Um, if a player's naturally versatile, which means you can probably likelihood retrain them. So I figured in my team, he's you know, he's he's got good aggression, seventeen, good bravery fifteen. He could de- certainly play centrally, but because I'm like four or five years into my save, you know, I have really good central midfield players. So I thought, okay, how am I gonna give this guy game time? A bit like Julian Ponceau. I put them to the wing again, so he's now going to be training as a fullback. So, in six months of you know first team football and playing in right back, he's now become competent. You know the orange circle is there now. Um, the reasons why I put him as a right back was because he's got very good concentration already, fifteen, uh, which I think is key for defensive players. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good decisions as well, fourteen, 
and he's very good physically, like acceleration, pace, stamina. He can get you can get up and down the wings very well. So that was my decision making. I haven't done anything. I think he's in a he's in a mentoring group, but because he came in, I think as a fairly professional, he's not changed yet. Um, so his personality is fairly professional. No player traits so far, but I think with the right back now training, I think he could become a good defensive right back. What do you guys feel? Sorry, that was a long discourse. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, uh, yeah, impressive. Physically, really, really impressive. Uh, kind of, uh, I mean, uh, 177 centimeters at uh, 1 meter 77. Yeah. It's quite, quite normal, but it's really strong, really, really. As uh, I don't know if you've seen that much game of Bichente Lizarazu, the left back who you, the French left back who used yeah, to play for he won, well, he won a World Cup. Yeah, yeah, he was with us as well. In big yes, year. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, this is the the kind of uh, I would I will say tiny, but it's not tiny because one meter seventy seven is is quite the normal height. But yeah, really strong, agile, balanced, stamina, strong, aggressive. Uh, brave, concentrated, big work rate as well. I really like those f- uh, fake defensive uh, um, uh, left uh, right back. It's it's a fake one because he has a good technique. I, I think he can go a bit to help for the uh, offensive animation, even with a tiny eleven in passing. Yeah, but th- yeah, a good tackling guy, really strong. He, he already. 18 years old with those mental attributes I think it can it can go really high as well a good, really good evolution for him in the like 2-3 points in techniques in the future I think it's yeah, really I, impressive I, I, I basically figured that I needed to get him playing at 18 I couldn't have him wait for to get better when he gets 20-21 I think he needs to start mm. playing now yeah and, and I, I agree with you for the for the part of uh, putting him on the right side of, of the pitch as a ball winning midfielder I I don't know I don't appreciate that much this profile I, I think I I, I maybe I'm thinking like French uh, French coaches uh, like uh, <laughs> like Willy, Willy Sagnol who used to be the coach of Bordeaux used to say that he loves to get a really tall strong guy um, as a ball winning midfielder uh, for example for when the uh, the goalkeeper is taking uh, um, the kick. Uh, Le symmetre, the the kick after you don't have a corner. If you don't have a corner, you have a the the opposing team get the the shot from the goalkeeper. I don't know the, uh, the English f- whistle. A free kick. The... No, you know when you have an action. If you have a corner, if you don't have a corner, the opposite team is getting the co- the goal kick. Yeah, goal kick. Oh yeah, yeah, goal kick. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and and when they goal kick, it's mainly on the zone of on the ball winning midfielder zone. Oh and yeah, they, okay, yeah. They used to have a tall guy in that part of the pitch to win to, to get, win the header. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- exactly to win the header to get the ball back in the his team and go back from this. And this is why now I'm I'm <laughs> maybe a bit like that. I really like to get um, a, a number six, a ball winning midfielder who's at least. One meter eighty-five or something like that. So I have some trouble now to get uh, yeah. a tiny guy as a ball-winning midfielder. Uh, but as a as a, a right winger, as a, a right left uh, right back, is I think is really really nice. I I love his mental attributes. He's 
really really strong could go really i think he can go fairly to national team no hesitation oh wow to have a lorian player in the national team would be uh, real good to my save <laughs> <laughs> uh, any thoughts dan on this one well uh, my, my question really is more like how do you intend to develop him now i mean he you're probably going in the right way for him to um, go for the right back um but how, what other further areas are you looking to improve so what I've done with him, um, I put him on an individual player training to improve his passing. He's got passing 11. Um, you know, I don't think that's, 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 that's not that's bad average. for a right back. No, point. it's not bad. But I just thought because he's got technique 16, I just thought, you know, and his vision's 12, I thought maybe if we could up the passing, he could actually be, you know, a good creative player there as well. But if I suppose if really... you intending to play him right back long term? That's the decision, isn't it? Because um, if you are, then surely crossing is more of a focus or dribbling. So if he is getting the ball there, he's gonna be, yeah. You know his passing eleven for a right back. It's not the end of the world, you know. There's not a lot wrong with that. But for a crossing, it's six. Yeah. Chan- chances are with like how deep your right back could be when he gets the ball and wants to play the ball forward. A six is probably more of a um, worry for me at crossing and an eleven at passing. To be fair, yeah, you're right completely. He does need to improve his crossing. Um, with my tactic, he's behind the winger, so he's he's basically behind Julian, we just mentioned. Yeah. So with Julian pushing on quite advanced, it does leave a lot of room for Alex Roland to to push forward in the fullback role, and there will be opportunities to cross. Mm. So, yeah, six isn't good. It needs to improve. I don't know how much mm. I can improve it by. No, I mean another area I probably look at is off the ball. Yeah. Uh, was that eight or six? Six. six as well. That's a yeah. six as well. So, I mean, that's probably another one to look at. But, I mean, his physicals are spot on. You know, I mean, is it a jump in reach that made you move him out wide? <laughs> no, with this decision, I think, to be fair, I think he could be played centrally and he'd do fine centrally. It just He's not as good as, like, the four or five players I've already got centrally. Yeah. So, you know, I can go the route of kind of forcing myself to play him defensive and then perhaps be weaker in that area for a short term. But I just thought, no, let's keep competitive in centrally. And, you know, I was lacking in right back. I don't have a proper right back, really. So I thought, let's just give this guy a go for, you know, one, two years to see if he can adapt. And I always thought, because he's quite versatile already when he come into the Hmm. team, I thought, let's give it a go. Um, It's still a long way to go. He's only competent. He's he's got the orange dot. He needs to go green. Um, So... Are you that concerned about the dot? I am a little bit. I, I just find they make a few mistakes sometimes without the green dot. <laughs> I don't mind if it's fully not green. It could be accomplished or whatever. <laughs> um, would you? Would, when you have you analysed his mistakes? To be fair, he's, he actually hasn't made many, if any, mistake really. Mm. He's been that, he's been very sound, very good. Yeah. Did you say he was quite tall? Uh, he's fairly tall. So would heading seven is another area you could probably look at improving. Yeah. I mean, for me, the three areas, like four, let's say four, but three main ones would be crossing, heading and off the ball. And then if you could improve that, I might be looking at dribbling as well, because if you wanted to take the ball forward a bit. Yeah. Um, Composure, not really a problem. Finishing, not really a problem. Um, Leadership, well, I think that might not naturally raise if he's going from fairly professional upwards but um, I think physically he's he's quite a good specimen really 
Yeah. Um, Bill Bill on myself then. Sorry. <coughs> um, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, positioning, team working, work rate are all spot. I think you you definitely got the right sort of player that you could develop at 18. He's got still got scope if you see how much um, no. your first player changed from yeah. 17 to 22. Yeah. You could work on those for your four areas. You could have quite a player on your hand if you don't think he's going to be getting any time in the middle of midfield. Yeah. Okay, well, my third and final new gen is coming up. Can I introduce him? Uh, are you ready, guys? So, ready. So this is uh, Arsene Sidibe. <coughs> and I can't wait to talk about Arsene Sidibe because he's French national. He's, he's 17, but he's French national. Um, he, ha- he has a second nationality, which is Cote d'Ivoire. Um, yes, and I was very happy with this because I've made a I've made a real effort to get African players or African descent players in my team, and what I noticed was I hired a lot of I've got I've got a few like African um, scouts or coaches and a few from Cote d'Ivoire, and when he came in the Nugent intake, I kind of thought okay it could just be random that he's French and he's got Ivory Coast Cote d'Ivoire sorry, um, but it could also be because I've done that coaching focus. Um, so that's why I've just got a bit of an attachment to this player because I think maybe it's something I did with my coaching back in season one because I think he arrived probably two or three years ago, Max. Not not very. He's not been with me long. He's only seventeen. So Arsene Sidibe is a naturally a winger. He's a, in the attacking midfield right slot, but he can play all the way down the right hand side very well. To be fair, from right back, wing back, right midfield, attacking winger. Um, he's very fast. Fourteen acceleration pace. He's quite a brave boy, 16 bravery, love that. A determination 16 as well. He's got, you know, he's raw in places, but I actually think he's got potential. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm posing the question to you guys now. Mm-hmm. What do you think I should do with him? Because should he go back to being a right back? I don't think he's a right back. I think he's more of an attacker. But because he's so versatile, could he play anywhere else in my team? He could really, with his bravery, you never know, he could play centrally. Uh, you can answer first, Dan. I'm looking for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, the only thing I would say is based on what you just told us about the previous player not being able to get in the team because of the depth you've got in the centre of midfield. Can you really see this player getting in the centre of midfield? Well, he's got another year because I'm not going to chuck him in at 17. So he's got another no. year before he turns 18. So whether Probably. or not he... C- I mean, I'm just... I would like to say striker, but then look at his finishing and he's got five. <laughs> yeah, not, not a striker. No. Um, the thing is, he's got a good personality of perfectionist. He's a promising winger. Are you are you ever planning to change your tactic or do you think you'll stick with it for now? Uh, I think I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. I know I say that every year, then the next season I change, but I'm quite happy with... I quite like the way we're playing, generally. Um, so I think we're, we're going to have it's pretty much a four-three-three. It's a four-one-four-one. Is the game calls it, but it's a four-three-three. The way it plays out, so it's kind of like a front three, and he could be the right-hand side of the front three. Um, perhaps not quite the central striker with that finishing. I don't think you'd be playing him up front at any point. I no. personally wouldn't. Um, I also, it, if it, it's, Diego Mendoza would play him up front, wouldn't he? I don't think I would play him centre midfield. I think I would stick with him on the right wing. The question 
becomes if, how long you're willing to give him. I mean, if you look at your first player at 22, he's improved quite a bit. And he's probably going to stay in the team. Are you willing to give this guy four years to develop and then potentially replace him in four years? Yeah, that's I suppose that's the crux and the headache of youth development, isn't it? Because his his physicals, if they improve at the same rate as your first guy did, he'll be spot on for a winger. He'll just be rapid, won't he? Yeah, and then you're just looking at like you know you got you got Flair eleven at seventeen, Composer's nine, Dribbling twelve, Crossing eight. You know he's. You've got stamina, pace, agility, acceleration, balance. You know, you've probably got all the right things to keep him as a winger. Uh, it's just I, what I would do. I wouldn't rush him too much. Yeah. Because okay. if you saw how... I mean, that first player, how long did it take him to actually break into the first team? Um, so Julian, uh, probably like two years, really. Where yeah. it, into the third year, he became a, a regular. So if you looked at this player... I personally, I'd keep him developing as a winger. Yeah. I'd l- look at it maybe was he just eighteen, seventeen? Look at him in maybe nineteen and see how he's developing then. Yeah. Um, because he could potentially be a long-term replacement for what he currently got, and then that's actually money, which we know no, you yeah. haven't got a lot of. You're bang on. <laughs> Thank you for the little dig there as well. Uh, <laughs> I have right winger down. So I'm learning from you, Dan. I have wrote down winger. I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep him there. Uh, Tom, have you got anything to add to Arsene Saliba? Remember the name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I can agree with with Dan on that. Um, uh, the five in tackling and five in positioning, uh, especially if you think I, I don't know for a, a wing back support or even complete any any wing back, I guess needs some good positioning. Starting with a five, starting with a five in tackling as well, uh, it's is it's getting really difficult. As a winger, you start with a eight crossing, twelve dribbling, bravery, determination, teamwork. Obviously, physically amazing, agility, acceleration, pace. I think you you, you got a really good guy in here. The man, I, I really um, on this football manager. I really focus on mental attributes and plus mental attributes plus the personality. We have a perfectionist in here. Um, yeah, the the, the I, I I I'd I'd focus on on being a winger. The 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 second hand of uh, of Mister Ponceau, the the, <laughs> yeah. the second guy. Uh, the the Ivory Costi thing about Arsene Sidibe made it make makes it really cool and this is the, the my the part of football manager I love the most is is the feelings you get with this video game I, I don't know it's it's something weird really isn't it? magical oh yeah this is so weird you, it's, <laughs> it's I, I don't know it's like the region are my my own kids but yeah I I can feel the spirit of Arsene Sidibe the young guy from Ivory Coast, the story behind that, the scenario, the scenario. I'm, I'm writing myself in my head. But this you, is you can it. write my blogs for me if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is exactly that. I just imagine all the, the thing as well, the story uh, as well with Lorient, which is a, an historical club as well in France for a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't, in my opinion, I wouldn't change it. Uh, Arsene Sidibe just, just learn with the pulse. Just learn everything with the, with the the boss with Ponceau and yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it would be a great story as well to write. But <laughs> yeah, well, 
just just keep it going. I, yeah, in technically, I, I'm a, a little bit. He's he's 17 years old. He's got the time, but yeah, f- focus a bit maybe on on a little bit on technique, but because mentally and physically is so in advance for for a 70 years years old guy. I think it's on my notepad. So thank you. It's, it's going on the notepad. <laughs> um, so that leads us on to Dan then. So so Dan's youngsters are going to be quite interesting because we actually have no um, attributes to look at really so <laughs> we, we might go through this quite quickly but you know <laughs> um, over to you okay. Dan to introduce your three so you know thank you for your comments on my guys um, huh. that's all right. do you want to introduce the player do you want me to introduce his name or you give it a go it sounds um, pretty simple this one <laughs> right the first player <laughs> is Bastian Hubner he is um, 19 years old. I signed him from Mainz, 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 yeah, Mainz, Mainz, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's current. Well, I won't actually tell you what position I'm playing him at currently. But as you can see, there's no attributes. He has this season already played starter four and come off the bench four times in the league. Wow. Yep. Um, started one in Europa League and come off the bench seven times um, <coughs> as you can see on the comparison he is currently three stars and his potential is potentially five stars Got you. with one so, being blacked out obviously my first question here is the, I don't know about Tom I've, I've never played attributeless with no attributes it's a really interesting way to play I guess in that comparison screen is quite interesting where you look at the stars. So you, you're looking at the his three stars and you're looking at the comparison view, aren't you, to see where he slots in there? Is that right? Yeah. Interesting. So you, he's actually one of your better players as yeah. a attacker midfielder. But I don't play with an attacker midfielder. Right, okay. So that's the only problem with the comparison screen. So he's compared with um, those players in the attacker yeah. midfielder, but I play a uh, 4-1-4-1. Yeah. What we'll do is when we, when the pod goes out, we'll introduce these screenshots on the thread so people can kind of like see what we're talking about here, and that that's actually quite interesting. Uh, so you're going to make Tom and I guess where he plays. Yeah, where I'm playing him. <laughs> I, I, I'm just looking through the screen and I'm like, wow, I've never played like that as well. <laughs> but yeah, this is this. Oh wow, this, oh, I'm so. I, I, maybe I'm shocked. This but is a yeah, hard. This is a hard way to play because it's 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 playing football manager um, with the uh, reading uh, uh, the, the the details of the the, the recruiters, the staff, etc. It's my my mind is blown basically, and I <laughs> but I, I can I can imagine how well I don't have any words where this. Really, really interesting. So you have to imagine the attributes. And, well, I have so many questions. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I, um, yeah. I tend to... Tr- the whole point is I trust in my staff. So from um, top to bottom, right? In, I, my director of football, I will give him yeah. a list of players that I want him to sign based off the list I'm provided by my scouts. Um, I go off their rating. I will go and watch the players and watch them playing the game. Um, I'll see what their stats are and the, like their forms like, what level they're at. I will compare them against the current stars and my current players. And then it also goes to need as well. Um, and then what I do it when if I feel like I want that player, I've got a list of transfer targets which my director of football then goes in 
tries to sign if he signs him he signs him the value is up to him the contract is up to him so I really just I try to make myself just like a first team coach with the attributes I want to trust the rest of my staff so I read coach reports I read comparison screens I, um, I look at the traits I look at how they rank in each position like when you go on the tactics screen and you do the drop down it shows the ranks in each position even though they're not actually in that position if they can play in that role so it is, it's, it's hard, but after six seasons, I'm getting used to it. Uh, that's, yeah, I, I, I've just made a save as well in, 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 my, in my stream with a director of football, and I just let, let, it, let it play the game, basically recruiting the staff, the players, etc. And yeah, that, that's, that, this, only this part is difficult to play. <laughs> and you play attributes less <laughs> with a director of football. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. And that's yeah that's that's crazy it's, <laughs> that's really that's interesting in the same part and you yeah you judge basically when you're for example when you're making your first team you're um as well looking at this screen only to say okay today i will play with uh with that guy with bastian ubner or i will play with someone else because he's this feeling is proving for the last month as in the training stuff etc etc you just Judge with this and with the 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 the, the, the staff reports etc. You're just judging the texts and the reports of your staff to make your tactical things and your games. This is it. Pretty much, <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, the the player Dan Bastian Hubner. I, I don't know. I, I reckon you're playing out front, and I think the reason for that is I reckon you've seen preferred moves, and you've seen places shot maybe. And he, in, in on the on the coach report, he's got speed, vision. Mm. I, I think he's very good offensively, probably, and he probably plays that way in the match engine. So, tell me the contrary and tell me I'm wrong. But I'll say striker. I'm playing him as a left midfielder. Oh, yeah, I'm totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, to be fair, um, I, he he isn't a left midfielder. I've started training him as a left midfielder. Um, as you can see, it's starting to show up green already. The The reason for this is because I signed him to play centre midfield attack. And then um, someone came in and bought my left midfielder. Right. So it was too close to the end of the window and I couldn't get anyone in quick enough. So I've checked. This is a player I've picked. I've used what you said, the speed and the vision, as a reason to play him as a winger. Yeah, he's doing all right there. Though. Look at him. He said he's got five goals and six starts. I know he's got yeah. substitutions, but but then is he's not actually assisting many. But that is no. all from that's all from left wing. A lot of it is coming from the right, and he's probably a bit like your winger coming in from the right, balls over the back, and he's getting on the back of him. Yeah, but he is doing well. I mean, like he's won a hundred percent of tackles. You know, you know his passing's hitting around the seventy-five percent mark. Um, his shots on target are around 50 to 60 mark you know it's, um, I'm, I'm happy with how he's developing um, his preferred moves uh, play short simple passes my thinking that helps as well with being a winger he can get past the ball inside to, um, to the Mazzara who's inside of him and then move on up and get it back and so the play there's shot a, there's a, the Masada on the left hand side of the field is that what you play yeah with? okay so yeah. um, the um, and the play sh- shots also, like you said, because the ball comes over the back, he does get a lot of ball, balls in the box or the back post. So that plays to that. 
So. But there's, a, there's, a, there's a correlation probably, you'd say, with vision. I might be wrong here, but vision, Yeah. I always think of more technical players. So if he's got a good vision, you could say, I know you can't see attributes, you could guess and say, okay, maybe he's got a good technique. Therefore, with places shots, they kind of like complement each other. Well, it's, um, I think that what I'm, you know, it, it just sort of works all together. And um, like you were saying about the um, con, the opposing con screen, is like, they were already saying he was versatile. He had room for development and it just seemed to suit him that as I needed a need, it would actually meet that. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. That's really good. Um, Thank you. Any more on Bastion or do you want to move on to the next one? We can move on to the next one. Okay, um, so the next one, quite an easy one to pronounce for you. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Sippel. Yeah, okay. is that, do you have even that pronunciation? <laughs> I'm not German. I don't speak <laughs> German. I did a little bit of German at school, but uh, um, it, it could be Seipel or Sippel, I don't know. Seipel, Seipel. <laughs> yeah. He is a 18-year-old German centre-back. He's come through my youth programme, and he is, at 18, my third best centre-back. Um, as you can see, he has pretty much started every game already this season. Yeah. Started five in the Bundesliga, five in the Europa League. Um, he did have an injury, that's why I didn't think he was totally full, I think. But um, already he's just starting to take over the second ranked one, which is Tanza Zivijek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that name was that yeah. letters everywhere. <laughs> but no, he's already starting to take over him. Um, yeah. I mean, on this cons, it says that he's um, his consistency is a worry. He's got a poor first touch, and um, he's currently operating in um, the second Bundesliga level. Right. But on the pros, he's fairly professional. He's good in the air, which is one for centre back. Um, he's yep. development and jumping, reaching, and he's physical. So when so can, can you see his height on here as well? I'm guessing he's a tall boy. Is he? Yeah. He's got jumping reach as a strength, yeah. so yeah, I, can, I, I can't see it on this screen, but I can see it on a different screen. Um, okay, but yeah, he is, I think he's six foot three. Okay, so he's a he's a big lad. He's okay. a big lad. Um, I've had quite good success with developing centre halves because um, I have one go for twelve million euros two seasons ago, who came through from the third division with me, right, and used development all the way through. Yeah. Um, but no, um, I'm happy with how he's developing. Um, he hasn't got any preferred moves yet. I'm always a little bit concerned with defense, center defenders giving them preferred moves. Yeah. Because a lot of the moves are um, like transitional movements, aren't they? Like when, like when, not when you prefer move someone to shoot in, is passing in, is um, run beyond player. That are the main, the main ones. Um, the other way to like dive into tackles, we don't really want to dive into tackles. So not too worried about him having any preferred moves. Um, as you can see, he is wanted, and he's wanted by Bayern Munich. Oh, so that's a good sign, oh. if he's a good player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's current ability 2.5 at 18, and he is potential ability 5 stars. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting, because you have to... As a attribute players uh, kind of player, uh, you have to to imagine a bit the attributes, and this is the 
kind of a cliche of the the tall German guy uh, <laughs> we have in here. Um, the 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 nonsense center back center back. We can imagine, like, I don't know, I would say uh, 12 marking, 12 tackling, 12 positioning, yeah. 12 aggression, etc., etc. Yeah, I, 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 can, I, can, I can see the guy, actually. Uh, the consistency can be a problem, kind of. But when, a, when that kind of player is being... Is, I think he will be very good. Wanted by the Bayern Munich at 18 is normally a really good sign of a really, really good player. So if he's that good, consistency won't be that much of a problem, especially mm. if he stay with you at Kaiserslautern. But yeah, the jumping rich, professional, uh, versatile as well. But I don't think we can work that much with a new role with that guy. Mm. Fairly, fair enough, a nonsense centre-back actually don't can't evolu- go for an evolution as a right wing back or not just right wing back or something else in the midfield so I think he won't move uh, f- physically apparently is impressive as well so yeah maybe one more year to get that three stars or three stars and a half mm. and could be a really good player 690 I, I guess he, he, he doesn't lose that much headers as well mm. uh, the passing the percentage for passing I think can be a problem but always the problem with the non-nonsense back but yeah mm. I, I, I just want to see the attributes that's <laughs> I, oh that's that's a pain but I, okay, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think there's anything you- it's hard to say without attributes, but I don't think there's anything you can do in terms of retra- repositioning because I think everything he's good at points to centre-back and everything he's bad yeah. at points to anything but centre-back. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that Bayern are, are interested in him, they're looking at their scouts are looking at him as a centre-back and if they yeah. think he's good, that must be a real reassurance, really. Yeah. And I think if, yeah. you, if you play this way, it's a bit like how I used to play the old Championship Manager games. I always used to assign whatever my rival was looking for. Like if, if I see Wanted and Bayern and I was like another German club, I'd say, okay, this is a target because if Bayern want him, let's stop yeah. him Let's stop yeah. him getting him. So, yeah, there's pretty not much. I would ask you what you do in terms of training. So do you specifically mm-hmm. train them, focuses on defensive attributes, for example, for this guy, or would you just let it play out? I, let, I tend to let it play out. I've obviously got my training schedule set up. But um, the only actual individual training I do is if I want to do um, pr- pr- um, preferred moves. I don't really... I mean, if it's individual training, I only take coaching suggestions. You know, it comes up on the screen that says, we suggest you train this player in this area. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only time I do individual training. If it's recommended to me by a coach and staff, um, I will then obviously assess, judge on the position, if I think that's a attribute that he should improve in obviously it's hard not knowing the attribute but if it's, if it's a right back and he's telling me to train him on finishing I'm not, not going to take his suggestion Yeah, but um, you do get a lot of that and the coach is coming through and it's just about the whole, the whole point is to trust the staff in that so um, and so far our development of youth has gone well which you'll see from the third player coming up in a minute yeah but, okay um this guy, Alexander Albus. So we're on the we're on the third player now. So he's a, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. He is eighteen years old, German, um, attacking midfielder right. He um 
is raw with said inside forward. Um, at 18, he is three and a half stars with a potential of four and a half. Um, he rejected a move to Bayern Munich. Oh, what a lad. Okay. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Massive respect there. So he's a I Kaiser Slautern boy. I did have to wrap his contract. Okay. But he rejected, um, he rejected the move to stay with me and he is first choice. Um, yeah. As you can see, he'd already played 26 games. Um, I'm only in um, October, so he would have played. This would have been the last season. He would have played about 20 games last year. Um, okay. so at 17, he was in the first team. Yeah. So, um, so he's only just 18 in February, just gone. So he is a very good player. Um, as you can see from the Europa League alone, seven games, four goals, two assists. Oh, yeah. So are you playing him inside forward? He's playing inside, um, inverted winger, sorry, in the uh, um, right midfield. Uh, do you know what his, str- his strong w- foot is? Is it right footed? Um, I assume so, because I can't actually tell on this screen. But I, haven't, I, didn't, it... I should have checked that, really. Uh, I can tell on a different <laughs> screen. But, um, does, does it worry you that he's very, was on the, the, the coaching report, it says very one-footed? Would yeah, you would you try would you try to train him in the preferred move to say refrain from using a weaker foot? Um, I believe at the moment I am training him on placing shots. Um, okay. At the moment, I believe I have to I have to get back to you on that. But I'm sh- I think that's what I'm training him. The um, the reason was because when I'm playing my inverted um, winger, they are getting a lot of space in the box. And um, in the first season, he was being a bit um, erratic with his shots. Obviously, because I can't tell. I don't know what his composure of finishing that is. Yeah. But because of his speed um, and, uh, and flair, I'm hoping that he can get into positions by cutting inside. And I wanted his shooting to improve. So this season already, over all competitions, he scores 6 in 13. So I'm looking like that's paying off. And he's only 18. Would he's you only feel- 18. It, it comes up on the report. It says he's versatile there, as yeah. a strength. Do you think if his goal scoring continues, nineteen twenty, he's getting big numbers? Would you be tempted to see like, okay, let's just see if he can be a striker, like advance forward or a, a, a poacher role? The only issue with that is, is I currently have a twenty-one-year-old, another player I brought through as a striker, and he has current ability four and a half stars, potential five stars, so he's going to struggle to get in there. Okay. So, and I do, do do realistically think I'm not going to be able to hold on to him much more, this guy, because if Byron already, um, the the board accepted the offer as well, because I think it was like 11 million, and um, they, they, they had um, accepted, so I luckily managed to hold on to him. But I do think they're coming in for 11 million when he's just turned 18, and he does have four and a half star potential. He's already operating at a Bundesliga level. The chances are he's going to probably be moving on in the next few years. So I just want to try and utilise what he's currently good at for the time being. I'm very much understanding that I'm very much a sell, a sort of um, develop players to sell club. We're yeah. not really in a position yet where we're fighting off being transferred, business that. Okay. Any any comments, Tom, on on uh, Alexander Alberst or? Uh, yeah, eighteen years old, best best uh, best in best forward you, on the right flank you have here, because, as we see in the comparison screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, the flair, the speed. We, we, I I just imagine like you have Arjen Robben, the 
the the the the Dutchman playing for Bayern München. <laughs> but so you, we, we can imagine someone that has a. Some kind of a gun composure, yeah. good flag, yeah. good off the ball, etc. Et and, and also very one-footed as well, like Iron Robin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is exactly where, where I wanted to go. The, the very one-footed thing. We can imagine the guy when when you can you can add some player traits like curls balls or yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the famous avoids using wicker foot, <laughs> the cuts inside the, from the white right wing. Yeah. That that could be the, the 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 triple combo that you can build your own Robin on. on <laughs> Is a slow term, so this is yeah the the the, the thing we can imagine. The, his statistics are really nice. That much goals is I mean he is he is only eighteen years old. Yeah. So it's I I, I can imagine the profile. It's a really I, one of the big youngster. You one of the, your best region you you have I guess with that kind of profile. Bad yeah. in heading, bad in heading as well. So like Robin as well. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's the reincarnation it, of uh, Robin. <laughs> exactly that. This is just a, a really interesting profile. Is more versatile, I guess, because Robin can do only one thing yeah. in football, but uh, some balance, balance guy as well. It's a really, really interesting profile in here. The consistency is the same thing. If he's that good, the consistency won't be that much of a, of a problem because he's just so strong, etc. So yeah, a really nice profile in here. I, I, I was wonder, I was just looking in my football manager to Arjen Robben actually, and I was wondering why you are inside forward first, then trequartista, then winger. I have. Okay. Uh, I was wondering why is it's in this order. So it means maybe he has the attributes that is better. In, I don't know in finishing, first touch, yeah. other attributes. So I was I was comparing Arjen Robben and uh, Alexander Albert. <laughs> so I was I, I was trying to imagine these attributes because I can't live without them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, uh, I think you're completely right. Actually, the fact that he's inside forward, trequartista, winger. If he follows yeah. that pattern, he's going to be very similar to Robert. Exactly. Actually. If you if yeah. you get those three roles uh, in first, it, it's a really creative guy, flair mm-hmm. of the ball, etc. So, a really strong profile to be the in your first team at 18 years old, your own region. It's a really nice guy. Really, really, really good profile. Excellent. Okay. Well, I've, I've really enjoyed the discussion. Actually, it's just seeing Dan's the way he plays, and I could see the challenge there. Um, and I hope you saw my my guys as well and thoroughly enjoyed it also as well. Um, are you guys happy to go on to like a short little bit of fun questions? Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, it's kind of about youth development with a French twist, as I said at the start. So um, we've got three questions for you each, so you alternate. So Dan's going to kick off. Um, Dan likes going first. Sorry, Thomas. Um, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the winner of this quiz will earn the Friday follow and technically it still is Friday well it is in England anyway at least still um, so whoever wins will get a Friday follow as the pod closes today nice so, and nobody will know why people are randomly following Dan or Toma but, uh, <laughs> um, so Dan if you're ready I'll just kick off with a question yep okay so your question Dan is which famous French academy appears in the game who can only buy players under 16 is it at um, Charouz? Uh, nope. Um, mm-hmm. I'll open it. I'll open it up for Toma. Uh, oh, I'm ashamed. This is my country. Uh, so the most famous French academy. 
the most. Oh, the most famous. That, oh. Wait, it's, wait, yeah, it's it's the yeah, it's it's the one, it's the one that. Uh, Oh, you're creating a debate, I guess. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's say the most famous, actually. And they can only buy players under 16, which is the key point of this. So they're in the game, but they can't obviously sign any players above 16. So it rules out all the Ligue 1 clubs. I, I would say Lyon. Okay, you're going to kick yourself when I tell you, but it's actually Clairefontaine. Ah, Lyonnais Clairefontaine, yes. Yeah. Sorry, oh, okay. yeah. So it's, yeah. The, it's the French. No, 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 no. That, that's not about the pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I, I got it. Yeah. Okay. So this, this actually, you might know more, Tom, about why they're in the game and how they're in the game. But um, they, this French academy, sits in football manager. It never signs any players, but what it does yeah. do is that it gifts new gens to, I guess, clubs in the catchment of in France. Are probably more of like Parisian clubs, I guess. Um, it can yeah. gift new gens that kind of come from the Clairefontaine Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I looked at them in um, in FM nineteen. Didn't saw that they had no players, but you know it's worth looking out for a French new gen to see if they come from Clairefontaine because you could hedge your bets that they're going to be good. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about more about Clairefontaine in a sec, but um, as an, as a following question. But I don't know about you, Dan. Do you ever come across Clairefontaine or look at them or? Can't say I have no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, no, no points for any of you there. Um, so, Tom, your question, on the subject of Clairefontaine, because I said there's a, there's a running theme throughout these questions. Um, I'm an Arsenal fan, for good or bad. Um, we've had uh, some strikers from Clairefontaine. Yeah. Can you name three of them that have graduated from the academy and then eventually played for Arsenal? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there are I, some big ones. Uh, yeah, there are some big ones. Uh, obviously... The Beast, Thierry Henry, as yep. you say in here. Thierry Henry, as we say in here. <laughs> uh, a second one. I don't know if you liked him that much, Nicolas Anelka. Did you, did you uh, Arsenal fans like Nicolas Anelka? We liked him for much? one season. Yeah, one um, season. He won an FA Before Cup for us, and then he, then he put a stop the next season, and then he eventually left for Real Madrid, and then yeah. PSG and stuff. But, uh, exactly. Yeah, a very. Uh, he had. I think the problem with him was his his brother was a manager, and it just was too complicated. Yeah, yeah, and and his career went uh, not that well after after Real Madrid as well. Yeah. But we are coming to a one last guy, and I'm not sure about the last player. I was sure about Thierry Henry and Nicola Anelka, and a third striker. Um, uh, no, like as no, uh, uh, a French striker. Can I buzz in? <laughs> yeah, you get you what well, you can do, Dan. Yeah, go and buzz in then. Oh, is it Wiltord? It's not. I don't believe. No. no. I'd have to check that, but I don't think it is. I'm not sure about Wiltord. Uh, he used to play for Bordeaux, I think. Um, uh, I, I have one one. Um, I, I can give you a big clue. Um, he actually used to play for Lorient. Yeah. Okay. Ah, the t- uh, <laughs> a, 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 t- a tiny white guy. Ah, I yeah, think. yeah, yes, him. Ah, I see his face, <laughs> but I don't have his name. Okay. That's horrible. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna have to tell you. I think. Ah no! <laughs> I hate this. So un- unlucky, Thomas. You got two out of three, but um, the third player is actually you'll kick yourself. It's Jeremy Aliadier. 
Ah, yeah. yes. Who, yeah. who kind of graduated from Clefferton, went straight to Arsenal, believe. Lots of yeah. potential, didn't do very well. Played okay for Lorient, to be fair. Was, was he in, already in Championship Manager 2001? I think he was, yeah. He was quite early I, on. He, he was 16 or something like that, if I remember well. Yeah, he was a wonder kid at some point. Yeah. Oh, um, no. So the question for you two guys was, do you play... Do you look at Clifford, like, do you look at academies, bigger famous academies, and then look at like their Wikipedia page and then think, okay, I'll look at these two, three players in mind in the future editions of him? To be fair, I've done it before. I've looked at like young players that come from Clifford Town, um, mm. and they have some of them have gone on to very good careers. Some of them, well, some of them gone on to win World Cups, but some of them just kind of disappear, which is a shame. But. Yeah, I, I look at players that have like um, been signed to say Man United Academy, um, yeah. like Chong, for example, yeah. when he was originally signed, and obviously so wait till he comes to the game and then have a look at him. So there's obviously, clubs that you trust basically because they can't yeah. get loaded into the game when until they're I'm, 15, 16, can they? Yeah, I remember um, years ago because um, Scott Sinclair was originally at Bristol Rovers, so um, there was. I got quite a lot of Bristol Rovers fans and they were all going on about these young guineas, Scott Sinclair, Scott Sinclair, and he actually went to Chelsea. Right. And, um, yeah. I'm sure it was Scott Sinclair. I might, I don't think it was. But, um, he, um, then I went and checked on him, I think it was Championship Manager back then, or it might have been Football Manager, and then checked on him and that, but he was quite poorly rated on there. But that's just like an example. <laughs> okay, Dem, so. You're on. You're all on zero points. I thought this was an easy quiz. Sorry, guys. But um, the, the, the next question for Dan's actually quite harder. So it goes back to Fort Manager. So Thierry Henry is named as one of the Clairefontaine icons on Fort Manager. So you know, in that page where you go look at the general screen, and you can see who's like a legend, icon, favoured personnel. Um, mm-hmm. So Clairefontaine only have really icons, and it's probably because really they don't have players very long. They, they come into the academy 13, and they leave at like 15, 16. Mm. Um, so Thierry Henry is one of them can you name any of the other three listed so I'll give you the point if you just name one of them but there's only three guys else listed with Thierry um, can you name any one of them um, I, I, it's not my time to answer but I can at least name one for sure 100% but w- would he be an icon though that's the the contentious thing here really because there's a list yeah. of icons and I don't and I, I'm sure about one because there is a, a, a big story about him with Claire Fontaine and I will tell after I just let the Dan yeah. answer first if you want, yeah. Um uh, no, he's not on the icon page, unfortunately. I'm not sure if he came from Claire Fontaine. I think he's too old to come through the Claire Fontaine because Claire Fontaine was nineteen eighty eight, I think. Mm. Oh no, nineteen ninety eight maybe. Oh, no, yeah. That's my that's my guess. Eighties, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thomas, over to you then. You can still yeah, you can still a point. I, I will I will use. Uh, I'm I'm sure Atem Benarfa is obviously a, an icon in in Clairefontaine. Wait, so wait, it's right. It's, yeah, it's, it's Atem uh, Benarfa. Yeah. And why do I know that? This 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 will be a, a bit of a short story, but uh, in after the World Cup, uh, so we were uh, back in uh, 1998 for the World Cup, and in 1999, uh, a French TV um, has done a, a documentary called À la Clairefontaine, 
from the song uh, La Claire Fontaine, la 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 la, and and they made uh, a documentary based on the um, let's say the, the youth academy ENF Claire Fontaine, and it was the generation 96. Uh, 1986, 1987, yeah, and you could see an amazing. And <coughs> the, those 1986-87-88 <coughs> were some really amazing players. And uh, this documentary was kind of famous because you could see those young kids in the ENF Clairefontaine and uh, just doing football and going to school, football school, etc. And you could see some famous players uh, for like Abib Belaid, Ricardo Fati, for example, uh, Atem Benarfa, uh, Abu Dhabi, uh, Arsenal, hello, uh, and, and some <laughs> other players who didn't get that much of a career after that. But the document, the, the, this documentary was really famous in France because yeah. during the documentary, we could see Atem Benarfa and Abu Dhabi who were like, I would say, 13 years old, Did, 14 years old. Didn't have like a big argument, didn't they? A really big argument, yeah, that's right. and yeah. they were almost fighting, <laughs> and, uh, and and this made this made. This was the first uh, time we could see Atem Benafa, and in this documentary, we just could see that Benafa was a monster. He was just <laughs> above everyone else. Uh, yeah. I mean, football speaking, and well, physically, he just fought versus Diaby. I don't. Well, Diaby was uh, a bit not a beast physically all his career, unfortunately. But no. yeah, Benafa was. They they were all like. Yeah, Atem Benafa will have a great career, etc., etc. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was one of the you know the, the really big pro promising kid. And uh, I, I love Atem Benafa, but he he was a bit and he was and he's still a bit too stupid to to be an amazing player. I, I don't know if there are some Newcastle fans, but he, he was kind of brilliant for one year, one year and a half in Newcastle. He was such a beast. Yeah. Such a, a really nice, gifted, left-footed guy. But yeah, in, in Clairefontaine, is obviously an icon because all the staff in Clairefontaine, uh, which is a, a national center uh, who recruit really great young players. And they were all like, we've never seen a guy like that. They were really all impressed about Ben Arfa. But as you said, they have seen Thierry Henry, Nicola Anelka, for example. And, and they were impressed more by Atem Ben Arfa. So yeah. for me, it was obvious that Ben Arfa was an icon. So this yeah, is no, so it's a good guess. Um, the, <laughs> uh, the other two players on the Clairefontaine icon screen, which is surprising. One of them is Jacques Fatty. Uh, which surprised me. And the other one is Jimmy Brion, who used to play for... Well, he plays oh. for Bordeaux now, doesn't he? Exactly. Um, so that's a surprise because there are plenty more icons, like you said. You've got two World Cup winners this year, like Kylian Mbappe and Matuidi. They both come from yeah. Clairefontaine. So it's bizarre. It's bizarre that football manager hasn't updated their icon screen. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's it's a bit less famous if I if I talk about uh, France in France basically now. Clairefontaine is a bit less famous. It's it's known as uh, the camp that uh, France national team used to go yeah. uh, or go, and it's just as not as famous as before. So this is why it's not updated. But yeah, it's still it's 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 still sorry the place where. Some really big names uh, have been, you know, working hard to, to be really great players. This is really, really fun to see 
Jacques Fatty and Jimmy Brayant for me, especially <laughs> Jimmy Brayant. But yeah, yeah, that's fun. So halfway through the quiz, then, so um, Thomas stole a point because he got Hatton Ben Arthur. So it's, it's still back to Thomas now. So I have a question for you then. So we mentioned Fatty, we mentioned Ben Arthur, and we mentioned Brayant. Um, mm-hmm. Which club have they all played for in their career? Uh, so y- your question is, they have played for one club? Yeah, for... so they all have one club in common in their career. So they all share, they share the same club at some point in their career. So the players are Jacques Fati, uh, you tell me, Fati, Briand, Ben Arfa? Oui. That's it? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think... Uh, I- I'm hesitating between two. But I'm for sure uh, they all played for uh, Stade Rennes. Yeah, Jacques, Jacques Fati didn't play for Lyon because Briand and Ben Arfa have played for Lyon, but Fati didn't play for Lyon. So I would go for Stade Rennes. Correct, yes. Yeah. So I'm testing your, yeah. your league and knowledge there. So you're right, Stade Rennes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the reason I put them in also because they're a rival of mine in my FM19 save because obviously they're Britain rivals. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just wanted to ask you, Thomas. Um, Breton football is quite strong, generally. You've got quite a few clubs. You've got Stade René, Gangon, Brest, uh, Lorient. Um, quite a few big clubs there. Um, is it kind of seen as a north-south divide in France? Because obviously where you are, in La Rochelle, you've got Bordeaux. But then you haven't really yeah. got many more clubs near you, really. Big clubs. Yeah, I've got Nantes, Nantes as well, which is like 45 minutes for, for where I live. But yeah, uh, Bretagne are really strong. Uh, Gangon. Unfortunately, this year yeah, we'll go, we'll, yeah. they will go for 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 the league two. But yeah, yeah but you might you might have get like you might get Brest or Lorient go up this year as well. So you might, yeah. you might balance maybe. Yeah, and you can add maybe in the, so next year you will add Brest. So if you if you if you count as Nantes as Bretagne, you will have Nantes, Rennes, Brest, uh, not Guingamp anymore, and just a lot of uh, uh, big clubs on this west coast. Uh, it's it's a, a really good good region, um, and if you go more in the southwest coast, is is just rugby. It's yeah. not that much football. Is we are going just under Bordeaux. It's just rugby. We don't have that much big football clubs. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry. You can come to England and watch football with Dan and I. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Of if if I if I tell you that when I was in England, I've been uh, I've seen two games. I've seen West Ham uh, in the previous stadium, and I as well, and I'm. Not that proud. I've seen a game of Gillingham. Ah, okay. Oh. And, and that was not really sexy football. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but that was fun. Okay, then, Dan. So, obviously, um, uh, Tom, I got that point. So, he's, he's two up now, Dan. So, you've really got to get this. Well, actually, you can't, get, you can't win anymore unless you steal Dan's last, uh, Tom's last one. But um, here's a question for you, Dan. Okay. Stade René, then. So, we're back onto Stade René. They've won something called the Coupe... Gambadela, which is a trophy, French trophy, which is an under under nineteen, I think, trophy in France. They've won it three yeah. times. Is that correct, Thomas? Yeah, exactly. Um, they're not in. It's not in FM. I think it might have been FM in previous, but for some reason, it doesn't seem to be in FM nineteen. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, the UEFA under nineteen youth league is in. Um, who won this in the two thousand eighteen nineteen season? In real in real life. Is it so? Is it going to be a, a professional clubs under 18s, under 19s team? Yep. So, uh, Lyon? No, it's actually Porto. So, sorry, I've, I've dived away from France there. 
um, <laughs> was the answer. Um, so Porto won it. Um, there's actually only been one French winner, which is PSG, years ago. So I didn't really want to shoehorn them in just because they're French. But we'll get back to France in a minute. Um, but UEFA 19 League, I wondered, because you don't use attributes, Dan, I put yeah. this question for you, is that you could look at those kind of competitions and look at the youngsters and whoever's performing well in those. You could kind of add to shortlist or see if they're available. I, I love to do that. Yeah. <laughs> when I see uh, my under-19s playing the youth league, I would just do youth league statistics. Yeah, and, uh, same. You know, I love to do that. <laughs> oh, God, I love to do that. It's, it's, brilliant. it's brilliant, isn't it? Especially when you go down yeah. to the detailed statistics, you look at average rating or assists yeah. and stuff. Exactly. Oh, it's good. It's good guy in pacing. Oh, that guy is good at finishing and you just go, oh, I love this. Yeah, Alexander <laughs> Albast. I'll sign him from Kaiserslautern. Yeah. Oh, oh, I would do that 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so Dan did you, did you lose that at all did you do a little, little trick looking at those competitions no to be fair um, I leave all scout into my chief scout to set oh, up really? the um, scout assignments right okay. so unless he's going over to find them then I don't do it okay do you ever smile in life no not really no <laughs> um, I'm joking may- maybe when I'm passing wind <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then. So obviously, Tomer has probably won. Yeah, Tomer has won this competition, but well, we've got the final que- final question anyway. So you've won the Friday follow. So this is your time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, so we're talking about Porto. We're linking Porto in now. So Porto beat Monaco in the 2004 Champions League. Yeah. Um, so the question for you is: Which either-footed? So Ambrodeus. Ambrodeus. So which Ambrodeus Czech player watched his side lose from the substitutes bench? Uh, for Monaco uh, Yaroslav Plazil oh, I don't even have to say to finish the question okay. yeah uh, it was so cocky from me I know but he is playing actually for Bordeaux so exactly, it was right. easy <laughs> yeah, I, I chose it before you because it's Bordeaux so oh. um, he has decisions 16 determination 17 teamwork 17 vision 16 yeah. I love this player I think um, you know He's a good example as well because he's an old player now. He's like 34, isn't he? He's close to retirement. Exactly. But at the time of the Champions League final, he was 21, I think. So, yeah. like, it's that kind of youth development idea is that you get to Champions League final and Monaco still had the courage to put him in as a substitute. And he, I don't think he even played many minutes at that point in his career for Monaco. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. And it's a question for you guys as well. Do you, do you chuck youth on the subject's bench at any level, even if it's a Champions League final, would you still do that? If they're good enough, yeah. Um, and, and as long as they're 18. Yep. Um, it, it like, as you can see from that, Albus, like, I'm happy to chuck anyone in. Um, it, he's paying div- dividends straight away. Yeah. So um, it's, it's all about um, judging if the player is ready, really. I mean, you you wouldn't just chuck a two-star in unless you were desperate, really. Like, you have a two-star potential, I mean. But you would um, definitely, if you could feel like the player could do a job, you would always be willing to chuck him in. Yep. Yeah, we would do the same 100%. It's just, you know, actually, when you just do the the, the switch from the under-19th to the first team, you're already telling yourself is really really close to playing the first team then then you just wait for the 
I don't know. I, I play with my feelings in football matter, but I just <laughs> like to play. You know, when you feel the the scenario, like you are uh, uh, you're playing versus a rival team. It's one one seventy fifth minute, and uh, your right winger is injured, and your youngster you just put in the first team is a obviously a right winger, and you just do that substitute with the local guy going to face the rival, and you just. I don't know, it's writing a scenario and I, I'm like, okay, it's his first game, big game. And I just go through it because I, I think he can he can go, he's from the club. We just made this little guy and I, I, there is just the, those time, the, that moment, I want to put it in the first team and make him go t through the pitch and just made us win. Yeah. And, and I just like to make uh, this, those players, those young guys, to the first team with those little scenarios made it a little bit more fun to play but I like to do that so in, in Champions League final maybe not <laughs> but you know and I, I do the same thing with National Cups as well I, I, I tend to play a National Cup with a big rotation like all the substitute and as much uh, youngsters uh, have the chance to play for first team in many National Cups And I, I like to do that as well. So they have the chance to show me what they have, etc. And I, I really like to do that for, the, for a, a first dive in the first team yeah. for youngsters. And that brings a close to the quiz. So see, Thomas, Free, Daniel, Gear, Neil, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, it's, oh. a, it's a very big win for France here tonight. Um, oh. And I hope you enjoyed it. Obviously, we started off at Claire Fontaine and we ended up in Yaroslav Plagiel, but it's a, it was a kind of a youth development quiz kind of thing. So <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. That leads us on to our outro. So this is just a chance to plug any content, either from yourself, others, anything you want to share. Um, start with me, probably not really much to share. I've, I've, I had the opportunity to write for FM this week, so you can go and check that out. And I actually have an update from Lorient on my blog. So, again, check that out. What about you, Dan? Mm, I've not done any content for ages now, apart from this pod. Um, the pod's I content. Did, I, I, don't I be harsh. Out, actually, I will shout out Jim G. He had a triple release today, uh, a blog and two YouTube videos, and they were quite good to consume. Yeah, a triple release. That's that's incredible. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, Thomas? Anything you want to promote, or even yourself? Like, how can people find you? <laughs> uh, mainly on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is at uh, Tuma FM. Uh, it's mainly football manager-related content. Uh, unfortunately, mainly in French. But you know, I, I can answer in English uh, because my English is very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find me as well on Twitch because I'm. Uh, I, I, I have more time for streaming now. Uh, it's at Tuma, T-Z-O-U-M-A as well. Uh, I can answer in English. I can speak in English. Uh, I'm, I'm, to be fair I, as well, I, I might say, obviously, I kind of speak French, I get by French, but out of all the streamers, you speak quite clearly for me as an accent-wise. So yeah. I actually, it's actually quite enjoyable to listen, be in your streams and actually hear French because I can understand most of it, which is yeah. unusual for me because I go into some French and it's like lots of slang and it's very hard to keep up. So I just kind yeah. of, I get, I get out straight away. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, I'm, I'm from the part of France where, where you don't have any accent. I have, I have the French you're listening to the, to the tapes at school. Yeah. I have the same accent, like yeah. the London people 
we have in our tapes in France in English classes. But yeah, on Twitter, on Twitch, I have a blog as well, but it's French as well. It's called Just Un Dernier Match, which is just one last game. That's And yeah, this is mainly my football manager content I produce on Twitter, Twitch and WordPress. And obviously, have a look at GNG. Listen to GNG podcast and go <laughs> at the famous fmgrashopper.com with the last article, Les Merlus Européens. Excellent. And good pronunciation there as well. Um, so yeah, if people, if people can't find Tuma from all that, um, he will be our Friday follow as well yeah. once the pod's gone out. So <laughs> you can pick him up that way. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So thanks, Dan. Thanks, uh, Thomas, for joining me tonight. I really enjoyed the discussion. Merci. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, it's been a Thank pleasure. Thank you very much, guys. Okay, take care. Bye. Cheers, bye. Bye.